Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. With your hosts, Brent Radlinski from the Yankee Tavern North and Dave Van Robies from the Dutch Oven. Both of us are in Lethbridge, Alberta. Let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Podcast show 184, March the 10th, 2022. But she might as well be Christmas morning, Dave. The uh, Major League Baseball Players Association and the owners came to agreement tonight at about or this afternoon around one o'clock, two o'clock there. Uh, they finally got settled all their differences and figured it all out. And it's happiness and the games are going to go on and free agency. We can stop talking about money and all the, the rest of it. Uh, it's it was a it was an emotional drive from Medicine Hat to to Lethbridge today. I. Because they, they started voting and they, they was gonna happen, it was going to happen last night. They, they started canceling games again. The last 24 hours, Dave, it's been like the backstreet boys saying, quit playing games in my heart the entire time. It's been nuts, and I don't know why. Uh they're they're reporting on things that aren't true because that's seems to have been going on for the last 24 hours, actually, the last two weeks, because they said that games were canceled. Now they're not canceled, they're gonna play 162. I couldn't be any happier. I'm down the tavern. I got my 2017 Yankee cap on that I got at the stadium. I, I, I'm i over the moon right now. They're going to be playing 162 and baseball's back. That's uh, that's something else. And 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 I I did see that news on the Twitter machine um, this late this afternoon. I it's been a busy couple hours for me. So I. Any any particular details about this? I do not know. I don't know who gave in. I don't know who won. I don't know who lost. But the fact that they're that they're reporting this weekend, the fact that it's a full 162 game schedule, that's 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 good news. That's good news as as a baseball fan. Let's get rid of the negative right off the bat, Dave. The one disturbing thing that came about this afternoon was the, uh, the player's side, the executive committee, which uh, included Max Scherzer, who's been a big voice of the whole thing. So the executive committee for the players, uh, they unit, there's eight of them, they unanimously rejected the players or the, the owner's offer. So eight, so right off the bat, it was eight nothing for the owners to win this thing. The, the players were going to reject it. The, 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 the rest of the players, the team, came back and, and they voted to agree to the deal. But it was very disheartening to see that the eight people who were in charge of the entire bargaining process 
for the players. They all voted, no, we're not taking this deal. It went to the teams. The teams voted 26 to four. So it was a 26, 12, when it was all said and done. Uh, Max Scherzer, who I said a bit of a slime ball a few weeks back, how he shouldn't be uh, allowed to bargain for, for mid range. And because he's making 45 million bucks a year, mid range and lower range players. And they're all Boris clients. I thought it was a slimy move by, by those guys, but the players who actually want, want to play the game, they got the deal done today. So that, that, that was good news. It is good news. And, and, and I can't, I can't comment further. Um, we can d- dig into that on Monday after I've had a chance to read the deal and, and I'll give my thoughts on that. Uh, it's always, we, we, we talked about it during the negotiation phase, how it's odd that you're putting the most highest paid players in charge of negotiating for players that are just want a job. Right. And, and it doesn't make sense. Uh, on a players union standpoint, and maybe the players union figures that we have to have all the, the, the named high price talent at the table. So the owners actually know who they're talking to. I, I don't know. I don't know the mindset, but this is a players association issue and, and the, the, they're playing baseball. They're playing baseball. Let's get into the, uh, the rule change that happened. Dave, one thing that I know you're going to be against, cause I know you're a, a baseball purist like myself. You, you're, uh, our vintage grew up with National League, American League, and everything else. Uh, they, they decided to go with a universal DH right off the bat. Dave, what's your thoughts about uh, that? That's it for pitchers hitting the baseball ever again. I understand it, but I'm sad to see it. I think it's um, as, as kids are playing Little League and baseball all the way through, your best hitter is the pitcher. When did the pitcher become the shittiest hitter on the team? I've never right? said that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know where that happens either. Like, and like, you just don't get a practice hitting and all your practice time is now devoted to pitching. Maybe that's it. But, but in little league in, in the college ranks, even like these, a lot of these, these pitchers can rake and, and in the major leagues now, we're, we we've decided to take the bat out of the hand of the, out of these, out of these players. And, you know, there's an argument to be made about protecting the asset. You don't want them running the base pass. You don't want them getting injured. You don't want to get them hit by a pitch. I get all that. I do. But at the end of the day, I would I would prefer no DH to DH. Um, that's a win, I think, for the players' union because that's just one more. That's one more job, right? One more now job, yeah. that like we can have another thirty Cecil Fielders rolling around the major league ballparks these days. It's, it's going to take a little bit out of the game, like the double switch and bunting here and there, because smart people bunt. It's, 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 it's a different game when it comes down to those guys that, to, that, that, that do bunt and do things differently. I, I am going to miss that part of that. That's that just not just uh, today, obviously, how it's going to change the game. But um, I am going to miss that simple part of the game that's going to be gone now. And now you're going to have another guy I'm not. I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to not complain, but I'm going to uh, wax poetic, I guess. Um, to see that part of the game taking out, where now you're gonna, going to have a guy who is going to strike out for sure to a guy who's probably going to strike out. Because that's what DHs do now. Does that make sense? Right. Like, you know, it's a home run, a long fly ball, or 
That's or, it. Yeah. Or, and that's it. Yeah. There's no, there's no excitement on the base pass. There's no laying down a bunt, you know, and everybody wants to watch a pitcher try and lay down a bunt. It's kind of fun. You, you won't you won't see a DH in, in the uh, in the four hole in the National League try to lay down a bunt, whereas you you would see a guy in a pitcher in the nine hole in the National League try to lay down a bunt. So that 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 part of the game is is officially gone as of one o'clock today. Yeah, like it's it's it, they'll, they'll never just extend the inning, just extend the inning. And now it's it's now it's a DH. Now it's a fat ass, right? They can and all DHs are fat asses, and then that kind of pisses me off. Sure, you got ha- good hand. Sean Carlos stands on a fat ass, but yeah, he's yeah, but he's not anyways. a skinny ass. No, uh, one thing, Dave, and I talked about it the other night, um, and I talked about it last year a lot about banning the shift. That thing is coming through, and then I got thinking about it now that it's actually it, it's it, it's come to fruition. That they're banning the shift. I got thinking about it. Now it's like, geez, this is kind of shitty that they're not that they're not positioning players to to change the game and the out. But now now they're making it easier for hitters. I like we we talked last year on this show. We talked a lot about when I said banning the shift, hashtag ban the shift. I was a big proponent. Now that they're doing it, I'm just like, huh. Maybe they shouldn't be. What's your thoughts on that? Well, thank you for telling me I'm right. You know, that's the, you, you <laughs> never, you never actually said that, but that's how I took that. Thank you for telling me I'm right. I, I don't, I've always been against it. Like just become a better hitter, just become a better hitter. Like if you don't swing for the fences and you can get around on something and push it the other way, they're not going to shift. It's like the NBA. Like, do you want to put this free throw line closer? Well, they, they have done it in the NBA, and that pisses me off. The intentional foul rule, the hack a shot. If you can't make your free throws, an uncontested basket from whatever it is, 16 feet away, then boo-hoo. Like, you know, this is part of the game. This yeah. is part of the game. And if you can't go the other way and you're saying, well, I can't hit the other way, that isn't fair. They're standing where I want to hit it. You know, it's like, it's like fucking... Uh, uh, T-ball, like throw it here. I want, I want one right here. You know, is that what they're gonna do too next? Like, you know, you got to throw two pitches in the exact spot where he wants it at at eighty five point nine mile an hour. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Like, fuck off, hitters. Like, learn how to hit a little bit better. Launch angle. How am I gonna get my fucking RBIs? How am I gonna get my doubles? Everybody's standing where I want to fucking hit the ball. Fuck, go the other way. That's how you fucking do it. I always laugh, Dave. I and like I said, smart people bunt, man. When it, if if I was if I was any good and they were shifting on me, I was left-handed hitter, and they were shifting on me like that, I would have just lay a butt down third base and run to second. Fuck it. What? Why not? Why not? A double's a double. If they don't you have hell. They ask how many. Yeah. And so, even- so now now they look back, Dave. And I, yes, you were right, and I was wrong about banning the shift. Now they're actually doing it. I'm just like, huh. And so what are they going to do? Are they going to actually paint lines on the field now? So what they're doing is there's an imaginary line from, from the tip of home plate, the back end, right through second base. And there has to be two players on either side of second base. And, and they have to have their feet on the, on, the, on the dirt, on the infield. They cannot be on the outfield grass. That's what they're doing. Like for every batter, what about 
what about like, you know, in those certain situations where you just, where the play is going to be at home and the guys at second, like you want to play deeper. You want to hold that guy on third. You can't do that now. No, they can. No, that hasn't changed. Oh, okay. So you, you can do there as long as he's a right-handed hitter that can spray. You can't. Yeah, but if it's a left-handed hitter that, that you have it. to have, you have to have two players on either side of second base. Fucking garbage. Uh, the, the, the real I mean, players, the real players are rolling over in their grave. That's absolute fucking garbage. Well, I mean, like I, I read, I read a good uh, gift or a meme or whatever you want to call it there the other day that uh, I don't know which one I, I saw or read, but it, they shifted on Ted Williams. He hit 400. Mm-hmm. Right. So he, he, he found a way out. I mean, that's an outlier guys hitting 400 and everything else. Uh, the other one they changed, Dave, and we, we talked about this. We talked about you go to WCBL games where they take too long. Uh, the pitch clock is uh, 15 seconds. They have to deliver, deliver the pitch. That That's, it's written in stone now. There's no fucking around anymore. It's 15 seconds with nobody on base and 19 seconds with somebody on base that a pitch has to be thrown. I I like it for the fact that games do take too long. And in the minor leagues, they did say that this did take about f- half an hour off of a game, just that rule alone. Now, the minor leagues have a bit of a skewed me- metric because they don't have the same statistics and the same player statistics on, on a nightly basis because they're not about winning and losing so much as their player development. So going with a minor league uh, stat line is a bit different, but I agree that pitchers and, and batters adjusting their batters, goes like Nomar Garcia Parr used to do it. Not everybody else. Like, geez, get in the box, get the fucking ball, get on the mound, throw the ball. I, I do like that rule a lot. I love that rule. The, all the posturing and in and out and in and out. And, and then so, like, how does it work if a, if a guy steps out of the box? Like, so when he, when he, when he gets set in the box and it's 15 seconds from that point, well, we're going to find out. And, and I'm just thinking out loud. If, if the pitcher doesn't throw the ball within that 15 second time frame, it's a ball charged to that at bat. Good. And then just and like the how- other way, the other way around, it's an automatic strike charged to the batter. If he's not in the box. Okay. Cause you know, I hope there is way- an actual penalty. I hope they enforce this by like the ump having a buzzer in his hand because like an ump hasn't the, the guy working the plate has enough to do. He, he does or she, I hope there's someone like, uh, like just running the shot clock and he has just a little buzzer in his pocket. And when they're that actually, buzzes on Jerry Davis sports where I get all my, all my umpire shit, they're actually selling those now. Cause like, uh, in college baseball, they, they're, they're enforcing that rule quite heavily and we're trying to do it at WCBL as well. So they are selling time clocks that an umpire, I think it's the base guy has it in his pocket where he, he hits the button. It resets every time and it goes from there. Baseball, like the, the big leagues, they're going to have the, the clock up in the field, like a shot clock in basketball where it says, okay, here it is. Oh, oh, so the crowd can see it. The crowd can see it. So you're not lying. It's, it's the same as a That's as, awesome. as football, no. with the, snap, the, the snap count and everything else. Yeah, the same kind the of deal, play right? Clock. I, I, I'm 100% behind that because like we've discussed, like perseverating over every fucking pitch, just throw the ball, hit the ball, simple game. We can play this in two minutes, in, in two hours, or we can play it in four. I wouldn't mind two. Uh, two and a half is quick. Yeah, like two and yeah. a half. Like, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, you know what you're saying. I, I, I threw game it should not be four hours at all. Oh, I, goodness, I, no. I think that both sides won a little bit today, Dave. I think that 
with the, the 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 loss of of late March, first week of April baseball, I think that's going to just go away because the weather is rather shitty. And I think that the way it worked out, I personally, as a Yankee fan, I think the, the opening opening day is a much better game. It's a much sexier game because now I have Yankees Red Sox instead of Yankees Rangers. I think it's a much better game for, 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 for me alone. It's a much better opening day for me. Uh, any thoughts on maybe baseball is going to start the game start a little bit a little bit sooner or a little bit later? Sorry. Um, well, you know they're going to get 162 in. I don't know where that's going to end up in the at the ass end of the season. October ball is always a little dicey if you're going to be playing in uh, New York and Boston. Um, hopefully in Toronto, but that's a dome stadium, so we don't have to worry about that. I also read that they've expanded the playoffs. I don't want to get into it because I want to really look into that. I want to do the research on that. I was going to bring that up myself, Dave. Yeah. It's a 12 team format now. And there's a, the the first place team in the, in the, in the league gets a buy and this and that and everything else. It's a three game wild card. I don't know enough about the whole ins and outs. Nothing's been released hundred percent yet. So we'll get into that on, on Monday show. Agreed. Agreed. Because I know I'm going to find something wrong with it. Yeah, you're never 100% on anything. Like, well, that's not entirely true. I'm 100% on the shot clock, on the pitch clock. There you go, 100% on that and, and, and the shift. No, it's it's good that baseball, they figured it out. Maybe, I mean, I I heard a lot of people today when I was finishing my drive back to back to Lethbridge here, they were, t- people were bitching and complaining about money loss and this and that. And You know, you know what? I was always going to watch, no matter what. Was I disappointed? And I might, like I said, I was quit playing games in my heart and everything else. I get it. But people were, were saying that they're not going to watch. Were, when they're saying they weren't going to watch, were people just looking for a way out to say they're not watching anymore? The people that say I'm not going to go, uh, that go out of their way to say I'm not going to watch are the first people to fucking watch. It's always the same, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, people that say that, it's, they're the people with like six, seven jerseys and, 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 and they're, they're fans of their team and, and they've had it. They'll never do it again. They're the first ones fucking buying season tickets. Like the, the loudest people are, are the most ridiculous people. Yeah. Not that I'm not loud. And I, you know what? I'm a little ridiculous at times. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it, but I've never said I'm never going to watch again because yeah. I know I will. Because the, I know I will. I'm a the fan. one that I didn't watch for a long time was the 2012 or 13 NHL lockout strike, whatever that one was. I actually took a long time away from that one. And I haven't gotten back full fledged like I used to be. And I agree with that, too. Like, you know, that's, I, when, I, that, that's when I could actually, I, I took a big break, a long break. And I, you know I'm, still not, I'm still not 100% engaged as I used to be. Yeah. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm just older and not as engaged. I don't know, but just your different interests. Maybe who knows? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know either. But um, it's it's um, the people that that have the hard and fast. Never again. Oh, those assholes! Like the the one the people that are the loudest, just saying I'm sick of it. Those are the people that come back first. Yeah, I I, I that's what I have found in my. I'm not going to name names, but like we know those kind of people and, and 
Those are the kind of people though that are face painters, right? I paint my face up for every home game, and they have the audacity to do this to me. It's not about you. It's not about you, right? man. It's a and business. And that's why it, you're going to be back. You know, and I, I heard a great a great line. So I can't remember what show it was on, but I heard a great line about uh, it's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. It's workers and owners. If you're making 10 bucks an hour, you're pissed off at your, at your boss because he's making money off of you. That's just what it is. I mean, no matter what it is, no matter what business you're in, no matter what line of work you're in, the, the, the person who doesn't own a business thinks they're smarter than the person who does. And that's just the way it is. And you, you'll never get away from it. And if you're making $25,000 a year and the, and, and the guy is making 90 grand a year owning the business, he just owns the business. He's not rich. He's just making the business. It's just on a bigger scale now. And, right. and so, so people have to really dumb it down to that effect, I think, and go, yeah, people say billionaires versus millionaires. Okay, I make 100 grand and you make 50 grand. I own the business. You work for me. It's the same fucking thing. Right. You know, and, and it's, in professional sports, all these teams, they're called franchises. They're called franchises. Do you yeah. know what else is a franchise business? Mac fucking Donald's. Mac fucking Donald's is a franchise, yeah. right? You have an owner that, that, that has the ability to own this, this, and this, and this. And this is, and, and then that person now owns these franchises. And that person has to run his business as he or she sees fit. Like it's like the big uh, Sears. Well, Sears is tits up in Canada. Um, Fountain Tire. Like, 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 just name your business. These are franchises. There's a business model that is in place, yeah. and 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 head office gets to decide who may or may not buy a franchise. And we need to make we need to make this X amount of dollars to make this all work. And there's your go. Like, oh yeah, yes, of course uh, you want to buy a franchise. Let's see your credit. Let's see this. Let's see that. Let's see your background. This is what we expect from you. Are you willing to agree to our terms to own a franchise to be able to run our business in your town? Yeah. That's what this is. This that's what it is for baseball, the NHL, for NFL. Like it's these are franchises. These aren't independent businessmen. Um, trying to strike it strike it rich no it's good that baseball's back there like next week they're going to spring training games and then three weeks from now they're go there's going to be actual major league baseball games it's something that like last night at this time when i was sitting around sulking in my soup uh, i was didn't think it was going to be possible the way it all turned out mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. We're going to have baseball. We're going to have 162. So that, that's a, that's good news for sports fans across the board. Hopefully for, for five years, we don't have to hear about labor disputes, everything else. 
Uh, but my advice to you, Rob Manfred, and the owners and the players is tomorrow morning, not maybe not tomorrow, let's say Monday morning, get in the labor room and figure out the next, the next labor agreement because we don't need to go through this every five years. Baseball hasn't had labor stoppage in a long time, right? Like they're, but it's always... It close. happens, and, you know, and there's going to be a piss and moan because, it, and I will say this, I was thinking about uh, this, um, um, the revenue streams now. I think the revenue streams, they've, they've, they're really, it's really changing the facet of, of negotiations between... Oof owners and players because the revenue streams aren't now from asses in the seats <clears throat> it's mlb tv man it's right. apple tv it's, it's everything right. else exactly it's how you consume your sports now and now that they've made it easier for people to consume this sport on the go those different revenue streams are are, are more valuable and and so For the people like you and I, who don't live in in major league cities, it's a different a bit of a different ball of wax. And I think that's actually kind of how they anticipated mobile viewing of sports. It's like the people that that actually can't make it to the game or want to watch their favorite team from a different city. These revenue streams that are becoming so lucrative to the owners and well to major league baseball. Are now kind of I want I'm not going to say preventing it's kind of dissuading people from actually going to the game. Yeah. Like if it, like so if you have a a long day of work it's like fuck I'm going to miss first pitch uh, that's okay I'll I'll watch the first I'll watch first pitch from home and then I'll uh, sorry from the office and then I'll just go home I'll watch the first three innings here and then I'll go home and I'll have it on I'll have it in my ears for those two innings I miss on the drive. There's no Dave, impetus to actually get to the park anymore. Dave, you and I, you and I are, are old enough now where there wasn't baseball on TV every night of the week. No. Like, if you, you got to watch you, it. Like, well, you and I are old enough, even with even in Canada, with, with the Toronto Blue Jays, man, we got a game when CBC first started carrying the games before there was even TSN alive. Mm-hmm. And before Rogers had Rogers bought the Jays, there was a there was a CBC. You had the Expos maybe on a Sunday afternoon, and you had the Jays on Friday and Saturdays, and that was it. That was it. And then, and then when, when the cable when, when cable when cable came around, which wasn't a lot, of, you got the NBC game of the week, which was one game. So where we lived in Southern Alberta here, if you saw if you actually saw four games a week, that was a lot. Yeah, until about I'm going to say eighty five ish. And then uh, in Lethbridge here, they started carrying uh, WGN and W uh, the TBS Detroit and channel else. and yeah. TBS. So you, yeah. yeah. So there would always be Cubs and uh, the Cubs and Braves, and Braves. Yeah. Cubs and Braves games. Yeah. And, and then before like, that, there wasn't many games. You're right. And you that's would, an hour lifetime. So the oh, revenue yeah. streams are having that have increased just in our lifetime. I mean, it's a, we're getting old, so it's uh, it's it's quite it's crazy. And now how things are even even more grandiose how streaming this and streaming that and everybody can, if you want to watch a game, you can have it on your phone in two seconds. You know, and then how is that then now? Like, are those revenue streams more important to the owners than actual asses in the seats? Yep. And that, uh, like it appears that way, right? Because 
you know, asses in the seats unless you own your own building, right? And and then that's where the the building agreements become so much. Who's making money on concessions? Who's in charge of this? Who's in charge of that? And then, because the guy it, sitting in 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 row one hundred and six, he ain't buying beers. He ain't buying sweets. He ain't buying this. He ain't buying that. So those tickets don't mean anything to the owners. They're not. It's not. They're not important. And that fan that they have all the glory to him to go into that game. But the owners don't care about that, that 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 seat being sold. They don't, in my opinion. Well, you, you see it all the time during the regular season in baseball. They have certain parts of the ballpark tarped off, right? Yeah, because those seats don't even matter. Because they don't even matter. We're going to put them over here, and that way we don't have to have uh, ushers, security, uh, beer yeah. vendors in, in that in that section. And 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 it does make sense. It makes complete sense. But to be catering to the people that are willing to spend the most money all the time, oh God, I would have, I really would have liked, like, I, I, I think I mentioned something along the line of when you have middle ground, you can't figure out what you're going to do with this 10 grand or 10 million bucks, put it into a fund owners and players and do something together to, to get kids and families to get baseball fans back in the stadium and see what it's yeah. like because you know what watching live baseball is so much better than watching it on tv it's so much better the sights the sounds the 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 the, the only time it. yeah the only time i eat hot dogs are at is at the fucking ballpark because that's the that's when they're the tastiest All like there's it. nothing better than a than a sunday afternoon at the ballpark with a beer and a, and a bag of fucking fresh shelled peanuts well, Dave, we're only three weeks away from that happening. The, the deal got done today. I'm, I, I, like I, I was kidding the candy store like Christmas morning this, morning, this afternoon when they said it was happening. I can start planning my uh, my year and maybe me and the producer make a trip out to Toronto, watch the Jays and the, the Yankees, who are probably the fourth best team in the division right now, which is sad to say uh, that they're not looking too good right as it stands right now. But anyways, it's good that they're back. It's good that it got settled. Let's not talk about the money and the things for at least two weeks, Dave, on, on the whole sports thing, because it's, uh, my God, it, it's 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 fucking exhausting. It especially, is, it, and especially when we don't know, we actually, we, we read a little bit, but we don't know enough about it. Right. And, and you know, and it, <laughs> you, you get the Coles notes, but like the minutia in such a deal like this, I, I couldn't even imagine. The only ones that are happy here are the lawyers because it's billable. They made a lot of money. Someone's getting paid and they're not on the baseball field right now. That's right. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, this week we uh, we talked on, I think it was Tuesday night, there was some, some deals that were made uh Still not confirmed that Rogers got his two hundred million dollars. Uh, it is confirmed that Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson from Seattle, went to Denver today. Carson Wentz went to the Washington. I'm still going to call him the the football team because I thought that was a brilliant name. Just I thought they should leave it at that. Um, there's rumors that uh, Kirk Cousins going to Indianapolis Colts. Uh, anyways, Dave, I I have a uh, like with we we've, we've talked about it, it with with uh, football a lot where these guys have short careers and they you, you, you go to a team that's going to win, that can make you some money. A quarterback is probably the one of the most important players in all professional sports. We talk about the goaltender in hockey, but 
man, oh man, when, when, when you go to a team like, like say Seattle, there was a guy from the Jets. I can't remember his name. He went to play for the Seattle Seahawks. I think it was two years ago. And now the Seahawks are in a rebuild mode. And now you got uh, Carson Wentz going to Washington, who isn't a good quarterback, but Washington's actually not a bad football team. And Wentz isn't a good quarterback. Do you think that there's players right now signing, like banging down the GM's door saying, hey, man, I didn't sign up for Carson Wentz to be my quarterback. Get me the fuck out of here. I think the players that are the most worried are the ones that are coming into a contract year. Like, um, what's his name? The receiver for Seattle, DK Metcalf, who who is coming really coming into his own, the speedster, yeah. and and now he has Drew Locke, um, pitching him the ball. Well, I like this Drew Locke kid. He has all the physical talents, but when you watch him play football. The thing that strikes me is that one of the most important things for a quarterback to do is hit open receivers. He had a problem with that. He had a huge what's the receivers. That's what quarterbacks are supposed to do when they're open. Give him a chance. Yeah. That and then you know and and I like I say I like him. He made some good throws. He he did show promise, but when the guy's open, you gotta hit the motherfucker. Just hit him. Like that's it. Give him a chance to make a play, and he can't do that. And I don't know how this is going to play for for <laughs> Seattle because uh, White Shoes Pete Carroll um, has chosen to to try and feature a run heavy offense with an elite quarterback and not a very good running game. So I don't know how this is. Maybe this will work out well for Drew Law. I don't know that this is the situation I'm most familiar with. Whatever you're, I think more so than a quarterback, I think what affects players on, on the offensive side of the ball is your offensive coordinator and, and his ability to be able to utilize the talents that he is given. And, and once again, speaking from experience of, of games I've watched over the couple of years, the Denver Broncos had absolutely no imagination or aggressive tendencies in quarterback maybe because they they couldn't trust Bridgewater or Locke. I don't know. But but a but a good offensive a, a good imaginative offensive coordinator can make careers. And <laughs> I don't know like cuz like what do you do now if you're Jonathan Taylor you can't be too fucking happy. Like so now we're just going to hand me the ball 50 times a fucking game. Like I'm gonna be done in two years. Like so, I don't. I can't see him being overly happy. Well, that's just it, Dave. That's what I'm getting at. When these when these trades are made and these deals are made, and you get quarterback A to quarterback B going from team A to team B, and then you you have running back C going. I we were supposed to be doing this, and now we're doing this. And my now I'm only making this much money. I I think that there's a lot that goes into that that people people don't realize like i can't do this man or i didn't sign up for this like at what point do you think that that carson wentz is the savior in washington like there's there's two teams now that said get the fuck out of here i have no idea like we'll fix him we'll fix him he's like almost is he a vander kane of nfl 
without well, how many talent. years is he now? He's five years now, five, six years. Um, well, they signed him to the extension the year after he didn't win a Super Bowl with them, right? That was uh, Big Dick Nick's Super Bowl, not Carson yep. Wentz. And and that could have been the best thing that ever happened to Carson Wentz. But on that year, he was actually in the MVP conversation until he got hurt. And what happened when he got back and he thought, like, maybe I really got to prove myself and because he showed the promise. And now one year in, in Indy, and they said, no, thank you. Like, get do you think road. that the, do you think, Dave, that the players now, like, let's just stick with Washington. Let's just say that Wentz rolls in there and he, they're like, oh, man. Does a player have the right to go in and, and actually say to the GM, whoever he is, or, or to the owner, Dan Snyder, in Washington, I'm not going to say the, that commander's name is – we'll get into that in another, another show. That commander's name is ridiculous. I'm never going to call him the commanders. It's dumb. It's the dumbest name in pro sports. Terrible. It's, 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 it's worse than, mouthful. It's say worse that out than, loud. It's worse than Kraken. It's the, worse the, than Kraken. Oh, the Washington commanders. Like, fuck. It's I can have much. a snack in the time you say that. Yeah, it's too much. But you think that there's players on the commanders – I just said it – that are going to roll in and say, I'm not playing here. You got to get rid of this guy. The, 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 whatever deal you made, I'm out. We're not going to win with this guy. You know, I I, think... I, I have I have a six year window to make as much money as possible to set myself up for life. I have this much, and I'm already beat up. You said we're going to do this, and now we're doing this. I'm out. Do you think players actually have a, a right? Is that in contracts? Is that in in something? Because to me, man, if I if it's same as like an NHL trade deadline. If I sign, if I'm on a team and that the team decides, well, we're going in a different direction after 60 games of a shitty season, like the Philadelphia Flyers, once again, can a player go, get me the fuck out of here? Is that a thing? Of course it's a thing, but what are you going to do about it? Right. I think, I think anyone that has to, that's been forced to play for the Washington football team for the last 20 years. (laughs) They know it's a tire fire. Like Dan Snyder's a terrible owner. Everybody says it. Everybody. Like, who's the worst owner in football? You see any fool. And it's Dan Snyder. He's he's an absolute POS. Um, then he's ego driven and he and he thinks he thinks he knows better. There's sexual assault uh, allegations all throughout that organization. And it comes from the top down. He's a he's a he's a hunk of shit. And when no one cares. You know, working here is better than not working in the NFL. And and I think in the NFL, more than any other sport, that's that's how it is because your careers are short. Your earning potential is not that huge if you're only going to have a four-year career. And you just suck it up. And and otherwise, there's, there's someone else that's going to take your job. And I think the NFL, of all the sports, is the most cruel of that. Yeah, because you got a guy right now. There's a guy playing in Alabama who could take a spot somewhere. There's a guy in playing in the USC could take a place something. Maybe not USC because they stink, but there's a kid coming out of college this next week. That's yeah. fine. He can take. He'll take that that uh, backup right tackles job because most of those, most of those players are are, are disposable, and it's too it's too bad. It's 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 the stars. I'm saying, Dave. Like let's let's just say for the sake of conversation that 
whoever replaces Tom Brady in, in Tampa Bay. Let's just say Kirk Cousins goes there. Let, let's just because. Does Gronkowski, because he's not under contract right now, because he signed a bunch of one-year deals, I believe. Does he go, I'm out, man. Like, I didn't, I had Tom Brady for this many years. I'm not playing here. Well, that's exactly what he did to New England, right? In yeah. fact, some New England fans. It was a bad analogy, obviously, but you know, but you know what I'm getting at. Oh yeah, but you know, Gronk had the cachet and the, and the track record, right? So he can kind of do what he wants. Unless you got four years in, like then you really have no no say whatsoever. It's just suck it up, play hurt, play whatever, because you don't have your big money. You don't have your life altering deal yet. And you don't get a life-altering deal until year five. What percentage, Dave? I just thought of this in my in my great big brain of mine, in my in my tight Yankee hat right now. Uh, what percentage of guys are playing for contracts in the NFL as opposed to playing to win? What do you what, oh. what do you think? What do you think the number is? Every per, every 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 player that hasn't signed their second deal. Is, is playing for that reason and that reason alone because the NFL has no guaranteed contracts at all, right? And all these rookie deals are capped. Huh. I would say 75% are playing for their next deal. And don't care if they win or lose. Do not care about winning or losing. They prefer to win for sure. It, 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 for it, helps, it helps their agent give a, give a statement to the team that they might sign with later on. Right. That but much. You, you, you yeah, you're probably of, right. Think of the turnover. Like how many linemen there are on both sides of the ball that we don't even ever know. Name making. four linemen. Exactly. It's impossible. I used to back in the day, but I can't anymore. Um, well, like linemen, like we got Bosa, we got Von Miller, we got TJ Watt, we got JJ Watt, and the other Bosa brother. There's five. Okay. And and these are defensive players because those are the ones that that yeah. get more headlines than than the center. I couldn't name you five centers in the league. No, it's and crazy. It's I, I, yeah. I, I just thought of that. Like, there's both these guys don't even care if they win or lose. And I, I shouldn't say they don't care if they win or lose. Um, they'd I'm rather, sure. I'm sure they'd, they'd, they'd I'm rather sure win. They'd yes, they'd rather win. But big picture, look at my stat line. Right. And if you're if you're if you're playing in Jacksonville, you're not going to win. You're not going to win if you're playing for the Jets, right? If you're playing for the Lions, you're not going to win. But you know, you play good enough, and then maybe you can get that contract with a team that has a chance. Jesus, but like you, you look over the years because Brady in in the last twenty years, Brady and the, and the Patriots went on such a run. Not many teams actually win many Super Bowls. Like you look, you look over the last twenty years. Uh, there's been how many Super Bowl champions? Well, I, well, the Patriots. But before that, let's take the pa- Patriots out of the equation, right? We had your, we had your mini dynasties, right? Broncos won two in a row. Before that, um, yeah, the Cowboy that, thing back in the nineties. The San Fran won what four out of seven, and then the Cowboys won three out of six. And then the 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 Steelers were always in the mix. And when the since the Patriots, like there's no one that's won 
well, Giants the Patri- have two, I guess. Patriots but. and the Giants since the Patriots started their thing, right? Yeah. And and you know, Carolina has been to two. No, no winners. Uh Denver's been to two, just one winner. Um it'd be that it'd be nice to be in a situation in, in life, I guess, where you you can walk up to your boss and say, fuck off, I'm out. You know, like like I'm not doing this. You got you brought in this asshole, I'm out. Like yeah. I'm good. Like we're not gonna win. We're not going to do a thing. Yeah, I, I got enough cash in the bank. I'm not gonna go get my brains beat in. You bring in Carson Wentz or whoever, we're I'm out. You promised me this, and now you gave me this. Well, you know, but then you know, if you're if you're uh if you're a wide out like a speedster, like then you're fine. Like, cause you know, like I'm gonna see the ball twice a game because he's gonna fuck this up all over the place. So I might as well just take my eight million. Dollars. Philadelphia fans are probably happy because their receivers are gonna start catching balls again. Uh, well, that's I saw that. I saw that. Like uh, someone on Twitter put yeah. out. It was uh it was uh Aaron from uh... Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike, and we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. From Brutally Honest. Said someone, I don't know what about uh, having to see Carson Wentz uh, twice a year. And I don't know if he was kidding or not. But it's like, fuck, I'd be overjoyed to play against yeah. Carson Wentz twice yeah, your, your defense is going to catch a lot of balls this year. Anyways, no, it's interesting to me. Like, these guys make these demanding trades. And they go here and they go there. And then it's just it, – I've always said guys that, that uh, who've quit jobs with me uh, to go to their different jobs and everything else, I, I tell them, hey, guys, the grass ain't always greener. It's just different. Yeah. Right? So – you really got to watch what you do because it it ain't greener, man. It, Same thing. Just, just, just good different. luck. Good luck. I wish you have at her, and if if you do if you do good, you do good. If not, well, have at her, man. Because I I can't. I'm not gonna make. You've already made up your mind. When you came into my office, right? I, I'm not gonna convince you anything differently. So exactly. You're you you just be you. Just be you. Hey, is that new merch you're wearing? Stand up. No, this sweatshirt. No. Yeah. Oh, that's it's old. It's an old one. Oh, I've never seen that before. No, it's an old one. I Anyways, thought you were holding up. Uh, no, no. Dave, speaking of merch, uh, Crazy Stitch out in Fort McLeod. Deanna and I are going to sit together tonight. We're going to finalize the designs of the new stuff. Uh, they're going to push some, push a few things out for us, get people things out to people next week. So it'll be uh, on our Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else. Dave, we'll get you some stuff so you can push it out to the 1420 Dave uh, fans you have out there. We'll make sure that people are spreading the good word of the 1420 Sports Podcast. Dave, uh, you went to the Briar last night again. I'm going tomorrow. What was the highlight of uh, not just let's, let's not even let's not talk about the the, the curling the, the match or the game. Is it curling? Is it a game or a match? Uh, I think it's a game. I think it's a game, but it might be a match. I want to call it's it a, a match because well, more a draw. To, to, to me, I know, but but like the, the one that you're watching, I, I want to call it a match because usually a match is a strategic event in well, my eyes. 
Okay, yeah, and, and we'll call you a match. I, like, I'm not into having that debate because I want to talk about. Anyway, so what? What was uh, other than the, uh, the the curling match game itself? What's been the highlight of your two times to the Briar in Leopard Alberta so far? What's been the best part of it? Um, we 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 talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's just being around people again. And bumping it around people, the walk around between ends. Love the, the walk uh, around. The lot, the walk around. Hey, how you doing? And all of a sudden, like now you're just belly up. You're you're uh, you're standing on the concourse watching the game as opposed to in your seats. Keep still, still obviously paying attention to the game at hand, but now catching up because being at the game is is being at the game. It's wow. it's it's cool and and seeing and seeing people that. I have been in touch with, but some I haven't seen for a while. Um, last night, it's, it's been two different experiences. It's, it's it's kind of funny. Like, so I'm going to the Briar again tomorrow. Monday was just me and a buddy. Um, got, didn't get anywhere. Um, enjoyed ourselves. Didn't get anywhere. Last night was family. That was, uh, I, I brought my son and uh, my father-in-law and my brother-in-law. Um, we went. And it was good. Tomorrow night, um, I'm going with my curling team. And it's boys' night, and it ain't a school night. So it's going to be, and then so tomorrow night, like uh, for for people that aren't familiar with uh, the Briar, the Canadian Men's National Championship, they have what they call the Briar Patch, where the arena is, where they, they host the games. Right next door is an indoor soccer center. They've transformed this into a cabaret. And tomorrow I get to go to the cabaret. We'll see what band's playing. Yeah. I know it's going to be good. I know the beers are going to be flowing like wine because uh, it ain't a school night. And we are going to uh, take cabs home tomorrow night. There you go. I, I, Deanne and I are going tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. Then we're going to uh, play the field, see how it goes. But I imagine we'll be joining you tomorrow night as well. Anyways, the uh, the Briar, uh, we're looking forward to it tomorrow. Uh, Dave, I'd like to talk more, but I really have to pee. I'm not well, going to lie. Do your thing. Hit hit pause, and uh, I will go do the same, and we'll talk to you in a couple of minutes, my friend. Okay. Jeez, Dave, I didn't think I was going to make it upstairs there when you were talking about the Briar. I'm sorry to cut you off there. I If I didn't go upstairs and cut you, cut you, cut you close there, I wasn't going to make her in my khaki shorts. They, they would have been a wet spot. It, uh, I almost didn't make her. Dave, as you get older, does your prostate get a little bit weaker? Oh, I, I, I would think for sure. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. It was close, man. Yeah. No, it's just like, I got to piss. And then about five minutes later, it's, I got to piss now. Yeah, like not now, right now. Yeah, like, like there's a thing, like the 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 feeling that you're used to from all your youth up to, when I say youth, up to about fifty years, uh, forty eight years old, it's with. Put it this way. When the when the warning light goes on your gas gauge in your car, yeah, there's a little bit less in the tank than there used to be. A lot less because I you got you, you got it was it this one was close. Find your end. way to the, find your way to the pumps. The producer, she's upstairs right now, and she wanted to have a hug because I haven't seen her since I got back to town. Get out of my way! I 
was like, no, get out of my way. I push her like the stands and getting out of the way of the fire. You know, one of those deals. Get out of my way at the birthday party. So anyways, it happens. Anyways, Dave, I was watching, I watched a little bit more hockey this week. It's a slow season. I'm not, I don't watch so much hockey. Like I said earlier on, uh, since the 13th strike, I watch, I watch it still. And I'm still a hockey guy. I'm a fan. I don't watch games as much as I used to. I listen to a lot more content. And I, I listened to um, Overdrive. They talked about the Leafs. I talked to the, the Donnie and Dolly out in Vancouver, so I hear that. But in general, I don't watch a lot of games. But this week, I watched some games, and there's a kid in Colorado who played for the Brooks Bandits, uh, Kale McCarr. This kid is something else. Man, oh, man, if I was given a franchise tomorrow, somehow, some way, I'd find a way to have this defenseman which Scott Niedermeyerish, like he's that good of a skater. I would have this kid on my team in a heartbeat. It's nice to see players that aren't high draft picks. Like I, I think he was a high, he was a first rounder. I right? would played in Brooks and then he went to, to right. college and a non-traditional yeah. route to the, yeah. to the major league. And like, obviously a late developer, otherwise he would have been, playing at a U.S. college or, or whatever. Like, like I, I don't know. I know I know who you're speaking of, but I don't know his route and why he chose to play Alberta Junior A as opposed to uh, the, Western uh, League. the Western League or U.S. college. Hockey's a thing like that where, like, well, sport is a thing like that, like where you have the, 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 the players that, just get better and better and better and and it's such a pleasure to watch players like that that are just so good at their craft and making a difference at a young age because he's still on his entry-level deal like he's gonna get paid pretty quick and that brings me to my next question dave right beginning of the season like with the way you hate to keep harping on the oilers but it's 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 pretty easy to think that they're the pinata that keeps on giving right you can keep hitting it and it doesn't matter um Beginning of the year, hands down in the league, Connor McDavid was the best player in the National Hockey League, and it wasn't close. Now, man, he might be number four as it stands right now. You got Austin Matthews, who scored against, I think he's at 44, 45 goals, whatever it is. You got Nathan McKinnon in Colorado playing with Caleb McCarr at two. You got a guy on, on McDavid's team. In Leon Dreisaitl, who's playing the hockey lights out kind of hockey last night. And, and Dreisaitl was a better player than McDavid was last night, in my opinion, playing against Washington. McDavid's number four, in my opinion, right now. It, it can change next week in hockey, the way, way things are. But right now, McDavid's number four in that list, and he's making 12 and a half million bucks. Dave, are the orders in trouble in a couple of years when they need to re-up? They need to re-up Dreisaitl because he's the best player on their team. And now you're going to be paying two guys how much money? Well, you know, I'm sure someone else is going to retire and Daryl Katz will drag him out of retirement to uh, GM their team or coach their team. Make that decision for him. Yeah, it's like from whatever I said about the the Green Bay Packers on, on Tuesday night, I've been saying the same thing about the Oilers. I have absolutely no faith in their management. It's just a bunch of jock-sniffing pricks running around telling everybody 
everybody how great they are and how much they love the days of yore. The simple fact that the Oilers are going to miss the playoffs because they didn't have the foresight to grab a fucking decent goalie. Christ. Like, Christ. Like, I have no sympathy for that franchise. I have zero sympathy for that franchise. No goalie, no stud D-man. Two of the top five offensive players in the league, and we'll just outscore them. Like, how, how, how ridiculously stupid is this mindset? I will never, ever understand it. I will never understand it. Like, how the fuck can you think you're going to win a Stanley Cup with no goalie? I, it's, it's astonishing. It's, just, it's, it's completely astonishing. The Leafs, they, 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 they are watching them tonight against the, the, the lowly Phoenix Coyotes, and they lost tonight because their goaltender, their, their, their starters hurt. Jack Campbell's out for two weeks with a rib injury. That might be three to four because ribs, they're, they're a tender subject. Tender ribs are good, though, if you, if, but not, not when it comes to goaltending. But he's out, and they have Mirazik in net tonight. And if you don't have goaltending, Man, and I've said it before this show, Dave, and I'll say it again. You show me a good goaltender, I'll show you a good coach. And it's, it's that, and hockey's actually it's come down to being that simple. Like it's that simple now. There, there's six good goalies in in the world, and they're and all those coaches apparently are really good. Well, and if you don't have one, right? Like it's just I don't I don't care what you scheme. I don't care what you do. If you let the first shot of the game in forty percent of the time, it's just such a deflator it's just such a downer like i don't care how jacked you guys are and then they, but you give that that first goal up on the first shot of the game it hurts it just hurts it takes all the emotion it takes it takes a bit of time to actually generate that emotion again like come on guys we can get it back we can get it back it's easier saying to get it back but you're sitting on the bench for fuck sake again Again, again, and again, and again. Oh, oh. I, I, like I, I heard a stat the other day. I think the Oilers have had the lead in a game only eight times all year. Like the first first goal of the game to start the game. To start the game, it's 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 ridiculous. We're sixty games in for fuck's sake. And that's crazy with with two of the highest uh, two high scoring guys like they have that they don't get right. the lead. Always playing catch up. It, it, it's not easy. It, it, hockey's coming down to the, the, the it, 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 it's more and more the haves and haves nots. It, it seems. And a question I heard the other day, Dave, like, should a goaltender be eligible for the Hart Trophy? It's it's a it's an argument old as old as we are that the Hart Trophy is for the most valuable player. And then the best is the best goaltender. Should a goaltender be a Hart Trophy winner? Nowadays, where goalies don't play as much as they used to, I mean, you don't play back-to-backs, you don't play this, you don't play that. Um, what do you think? Because that, that's Shesterkin kid, Elvis, ass kicker, Elvis. Uh, sh- should a goaltender be eligible for an MVP? Ain't no doubt for sure. Because Buffalo doesn't even smell the playoffs without Dominic Hasek, right? And he got him within a period of the Stanley Cup. With an illegal goal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, Jose Theodore, I remember he got one. But that should have been that that should have been a gimless. 
MVP year that year. I, I, well, was that Theodore or was that Marty St. Louis stole his? That was part? Theodore. That was Theodore. Okay. So, but nonetheless, yeah. Uh, Eastern bias will give that. But like Hassock was the only reason his team was something to be talked about. Yeah. It, it, like it, it was. And like, and if you are solely dominant, I, I'm, I'm more apt to give a goalie in the NHL the most valuable player than any pitcher in the major leagues because you're you're literally only on the mound every five days, right? Would you compare the the, the, the Cy Young to the, the, the Vesna? I would. Kind of, sort of, but not really? I, no, I would. Like, Does it, that make it, sense? No, for sure. It, it, it totally makes sense. I, I think... I think pitchers and and goalies are the most comparable positions in different sports, more so than quarterbacks, because quarterbacks are important, but it's a different, it's just a little bit more different. Whereas a pitcher, it's it's really dependent on the mindset you bring and project onto your team. And I get it that a quarterback does that too, but a, a quarterback is so integral to, every single thing a pitcher cannot control how the 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 defense plays a pitcher cannot control how uh his team's going to hit that game um a goalie can't control what's going to go on in front of him a pitcher uh sorry a goalie, a goalie can't, can't control, control how, many, how many goals he score a pitcher can, uh, sorry a, a goalie a goalie can't con- cannot control how many shots he's going to see right yeah. Whereas a game in the NFL can be tailored to a quarterback skill set, right? We're going to block from this side. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. And, and at the end of the day, an NFL schedule is only 16, 17 games. Whereas as a, as a starting goalie in an 82 game season, the, the best ones are probably going to see mid sixties, right? They better. Yeah. You have to, you have to be durable as well. And and it's every night, every night. Um, I I get it that a starting pitcher cannot pitch every night, but I I, I equate on game day those two positions to be probably the most similar in in mindset. And oh yeah, sweet, so and so is on the bump, so and so is between the pipes. We got a we got a good chance tonight. Whereas when the backups play, and it's like. You're thinking different. We got to block more shots. We're not going to take those chances offensively. Yeah. Same when you got uh, the number five starters. Like, oh fuck, we we really got to hit the sticks tonight because we're going to need six to have a chance. She's point night or whatever it is. Yeah, I know it's it's uh, the dog days of hockey are, are upon us. Cal- Calgary just keeps rolling. They're beating Tampa three one right now. I got it on the lower TV here down the tavern, and man, that that Sutter can coach. I don't care. They're a Stanley Cup favorite right now, and I don't care what anybody says. I, I'm, I'm not pulling for them, but I'm not pulling against them. I'm not going to say that, but I will say this. Nobody in the history of sports, like Bill Belichick can take notes from how Daryl Sutter runs a press conference. Did that he say yesterday? Oh, I like he, Yeah, well, he... I, I, I don't like know what I don't I don't know what he said, but he said it in a really dumb voice. He said, "I like W's." Yeah. <laughs> so he said, "I like W's." That's what the wins. Well, it wasn't our best game, but you know what? I like W's. Yeah, you guys have won uh, twelve of your last fifteen. Well, I'd prefer that was being the playoffs. 
<laughs> yeah. And then he's done. And like <laughs> next next right. question. I gotta go milk the cows. Like, whatever, Something. man. I'm yeah, out. Th- there's oh, a t- there's a teeth that needs yanking. Yeah. Daryl anyways. Oh yeah, he's the best. Anyways, Dave, speaking of the best, let's get into a little bit of who is better. I got 10, 12 of them here. We'll see how they go tonight. Uh, you know how it goes. I named two things are completely unrelated, but the, the, the names are the same. Uh, you ready to go? Yeah. And then here, I got a bunch from the, the, the other night. I, I kind of lost my focus. Why don't we go back and forth? Okay. Uh, I don't want recency bias in, in this uh, answer from you because you were just at the briar, but what or what is better? Briar beers or baseball beers? Oh, baseball beers. I'll tell you why. At the NMAX Center where the Briar is being held here in Lethbridge, um, Original 16 is the beer sponsor, which means you can only buy Original 16 Copper or Original 16 Pale. Which so is all right, but yeah, it's it's all right, and it's overpriced. Like, but whatever. So ballpark beers, ballpark beers. So I like you haven't been to the bar yet, but you're if you're gonna if you're gonna drink beer, it's original sixteens. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Well, maybe Deanne's <laughs> going by herself tomorrow. But anyway, Dave, go ahead. <laughs> As an umpire. Uh oh. What is worse, missing a call or having to eject the manager because he's arguing said missed call? Having to eject the manager because of missed call because you can never admit that you're wrong. But you know deep inside you're but wrong. But deep, like when, once you lay down the roots, Dave, like once you've set in stone that I'm right and I'm going to, this is a, this a hill I'm going to die on, man. This is it. I know I'm fucking wrong, but if this little, this cocksucker is going to come and yell at me, I got to make something up. And that's worse because he's right and you're wrong. And there's... I don't know, like it sometimes it spits or, <laughs> or, or athletic park medicine hat or wherever. Sometimes there's a thousand people. They also know you're wrong. And that's shitty. That's shitty. I, I mean, do, you, do you say to them, don't make me run you for this? Don't make me run you for this? Never. Dave, you never I, say I, that? No, I've, I've made it very clear to, to the managers in WCBL that I'm not going to run you. I like it, we'll we'll discuss this. I'm a grown up. You're not. Like we'll discuss this. <laughs> and if you if you think that I'm wrong, we'll discuss this. And then I will talk to over with with my partners. But if you're going to be a dickhead, then I will run you. And I have yet to run have to run a guy in a lot of years. So, but when you're wrong, that sucks a lot because you know really quick, even before the manager comes out you know that you're wrong because you get the reaction first you get the reaction from the guy you called out or strike three or whatever it is and then you get the reaction from the defensive player who knows that you fucked up and they got away with one so, so you know like, so, you, so you know really quick there, there, there's like a, a second and a half reaction where i was right they know i'm wrong and they know they got away with one it's like oh Fuck! I like so. Like, let me play this out in my head. Like, so you, so you make the call, 
Yeah. And then like, oh, fuck, I might have missed that one. And you turn over and then the player goes, what? And then you yeah. look over at your shoulder, you see the manager. Ah, fuck, I did miss it. So or a catcher like, so, or whoever or whatever. Yeah. You're like, oh. So you think to yourself, I may have missed that one, but then the 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 just piling on, piling on, like ah oh, fuck, I did yeah. miss that one. Oh well, here we go. Here we go. We're gonna <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk. I like I said, I, I set a precedent before the game starts and I say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna chat about this. Let's let we're not gonna yell because and I, I do say to to manage at pre at the uh home plate meeting i say i will never start an argument but i will always end one it's kind of before we <laughs> shake hands and so we, we get I, I get along quite well with Wimble guys so it's fine but yeah missing a call sucks having to argue about a call you miss is is worse but you've never actually run somebody for really getting in your face a long 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 time ago it was uh it got to a bit greasy but uh, and i want i i'm gonna challenge you when i'm out of that, a game when you're you're there i do want to see you run somebody maybe this summer we'll set a date and i'll just run somebody just because just on that day just because we'll, we'll, hit we'll, we'll the do fucking it. showers like maybe just... maybe on august 5th uh 2022 <laughs> my birthday I'll, just, I'll run a guy just because we'll we'll, just, we'll we'll mark it now and then some lucky some unlucky manager will get thrown out that night and we won't talk about it again because I definitely don't want to be uh, uh, getting into uh, any kind of collusion and 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 preventing myself from reach, reaching. There we go. Fame. Uh, Dave, who is better, uh, hockey Hall of Famer Paul Coffey or just Coffey? Oh, you know what. I can live my life without ever hearing about Paul Coffee again, but I don't know if I can live my life without coffee. I have you tried? Uh, you know what? No, I can't remember the last day I did not have coffee. I love fucking coffee. I love coffee. The end the same way. Like I, oh, I'll have it if it's there, but I mean, whatever. I love a coffee in the morning. It's the first thing I drink in the morning. I love a coffee after a good meal. Um, if I'm feeling a little uh, groggy around five o'clock, I will have a coffee. Oh, I can't have one past 11. 11 a.m.? A.m. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, no, it I can have. It me up. Even like 9 yeah. a.m. Yeah. No, I can have one. Well, I'm a little high strung at the best of times, man. Like, I can't. Yeah. Oh, if it's a party night, I might have a coffee tomorrow night at the Briar around 10 o'clock. Excuse me. Um, no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take coffee the drink, not coffee the player. Coffee the player is a hell of a player. But I I do gotta say there's there must be a reason why he played for so many teams. Because mm -hmm. he played for a lot of hockey teams. Well, after the Oilers and then the, the Penguins, and then he just kept his suitcase packed. He like, just kept, yeah, he played everywhere. Like, maybe yeah. he wasn't uh, good with his money. Something, I don't know. Oh, well, no, maybe he just, maybe he was talking about the last segment. Maybe he's, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not playing here. Well, I was promised this, not, yeah, I'm good. Hell of a player. Yeah, all, like all world Hall of Fame talent. All world skater. Like, oh, yeah. he was smooth. No, Man, he was no good. doubt about that. I will. I will never uh, disperse his his his. Doesn't get talked about enough, actually. Probably not, and you know because he never did really make his mark. He was always part of something, right? He was part of the. Order. He wasn't like he wasn't Niedermeyer or Prong. Right, like he wasn't. 
yeah, he wasn't the reason, but he was an integral part of a of lot of reports. Reasons. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, like he was, yeah, he was yeah. never number one. He was like always like number two or three on his team on, on his cops, right. His cops were in Edmonton and his cops were in Pittsburgh and he had um, Lemieux and Jagger uh, doing uh, a lot of the heavy lifting. Ronnie Francis in, in Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. 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 He was part of really good teams and he was a really good player. Like I said, really I'm good not player. Gonna be besmirch his talent but fucking hall of fame jesus yeah but he was never the best player on his team either whereas a lot of hall of famers were i think if Co- i actually think if coffee wanted to be he was such a good skater he, he could have been but he was but he wasn't anyways okay. your, your turn go ahead okay uh your uh game on the line to make the playoffs you're a field goal kicker what's worse wide right or Block field goal. Oh, 40 yarder. Block field goal is what, if I was going to miss, I would rather have a block field goal so I can blame somebody else for the situation. <laughs> Someone didn't block somebody. What's worse is it missing it on my own, but if I can blame somebody else for my misfortune, I'm doing it all day long, man. I was positive you were gonna say that. Like all day long. I, I 100 percent agree. Like, that, like how did that fingers, guy get through the middle? If I can point my finger at somebody else for my misfortune, <laughs> I'm doing it hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent of the time. There's no getting around that. Uh, Dave, recency bias once again away because you went to the briar this week. But what is better, a double play or a double takeout in curling? Oh, it's really dependent, right? Because it's like sometimes they're just there for you on a tee. Um, a, a stab by the shortstop, uh, to turn it. Is 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 a beautiful thing to watch. Or the oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it's a thing of, of beauty to watch those guys turn it. Um, a, a, a double takeout and curling. Some are easier than others. I was in the barn on uh, Monday night where Kevin Cooey did a quadruple, a raised quadruple takeout. And that was something I I had never seen before, and that was that was special. Um, but give me the double play, give me the double play because it's I love a double play. The ground ball, the way it all works out, all of it. I love it. I I I love a double play. I think I think they're fantastic. You got one. What is better, Caddyshack or slap shot? Oof. Those are two heavy hitters. Oh man, that's a fucking spicy meatball. Uh Jesus, Dave, that's fucking that's cutting it deep because there's such classics and such I, I've grown up with both of those. Both hold a uh uh a place in my heart. I'm gonna say slap shots better. Uh maybe it's more the, the Canadian in me, but a uh, slap shot is is so fantastic. I could I can recite that entire movie. Like when I sit down with it, I, I couldn't do it right now. But like, I, there's a lot of lines I could tell you right now. Uh, you know, putting on the foil and trying to listen to the fucking song and 
the hooking and the Jamie right fucking now. Jamie right fucking now. Who owned the Chiefs? All of it, uh, but Debbie uh, <laughs> Chase, no, 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 the putting and yeah. Bill Murray and the whole bit. Man, that's a tough. How about a fresca? Hey, tough. huh? That's <laughs> tough. Uh, Roddy Dangerfield. I'm gonna go with Slapshot. Reggie Dunlop. I'm gonna go with Slapshot to bet a, a more more me. Uh, yeah, I yeah, slap shot by is yeah, it's better. It's not by far better. I understand. I will never 55 45. Uh, yeah, like do you like, yeah, even like it's right there. 49. It's right there. Those are two such all time classic movies that are just fun to watch. I will never not watch, given the opportunity, I will never not watch it. either one. If it's on, like, I'm watching it. You you got that right because yeah. it's it's funny and you can not sing along. You, you you know the lines on both. You movies. laugh. You see them and you laugh. It's just it's just sports comedy at its absolute pinnacle. Laugh like a bastard. Uh, who is better, Dave? Axel or Slash? I really don't know that. I don't know who did. I don't know how much of the songwriting Axel did. Um, Appetite for for Destruction. Appetite for Destruction is a killer, killer album. And we all know that. Sweet Child of Mine is... one of my rules of life is I can't like anyone over the age of 30 who doesn't like that song. <laughs> I pity the fool. Like, Sweet Child of Mine is a, is a magical. It's damn near a perfect it's, fucking it's, song. I remember the first time I heard it, Dave, in 1988, the Civic Ice Center, Lethbridge, Alberta. Aaron Bowl walked into the dressing room. It was August of 88. His ghetto blaster in hand. We were playing summer hockey. He put it down on the on the on, on the floor of the dressing room. Says, "You guys got to fucking hear this." And he played that song like, "Yup, that's it right there." That is such a killer tune. Like, like I don't know what's wrong with you if you don't like. Sweet you don't like that song. There's something wrong. There's something wrong with you. And and then and then, and then <laughs> I, <laughs> you know. And then we have all the the rest of the catalog and and uh, and and. Axel's such a crazy guy. He he actually got everybody to quit. He's the reason Guns N' Roses did not become a super group. They just had a super 10-year run. Yeah. But they but they could have been the stones if they could have kept their fucking heads. Like if if Axel and everything I read said that like Axel's the it's one him. they broke yeah. up. Axel's the one that did this. Axel's so on account of Axel's buffoonery on breaking up a supergroup. I'm gonna take Slash. Yeah, he's pretty cool. The producer and I had the the the, uh, the good opportunity. We went to uh, Dodger Stadium a few years back, watched Guns N' Roses at Dodger Stadium. We were on the we were standing on the field and watching that. It was awesome. It was fucking awesome. We went down the Sunset Strip a- after the show. Went to the, the Rainbow and uh, and had a good time and ate, drank some beers and there was a lot of uh, 
though that era of people inside there, I don't know how we got in, but we managed to get in. It was a good, it was a really good time. Uh, yeah, I would go with Slash because he's just really cool. Seems really cool. Like, like yeah, he has heroin problems, but whatever. We all have our issues and grievances, major concerns, but he doesn't seem like a shit disturber, but whereas Axel seemed like a bit of a shit disturber. No, and I agree that like an Axel was just a, a egomaniac. Yeah. Uh, you got another one? What's better? Back to the movies. Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Ooh. Fuck. That's fucking tough, Dave. And I hate that you put me in these situations like it's a you know life or death situation I'm just talking about. But The Breakfast Club is such a good coming of age movie. And it, it uh, the older I get, the more I appreciate it. Because the older you get, I don't know when the 1420 Sports podcast became so deep about social issues and everything else and, and bullying and everything and the whole bit, but. Um, the older you get, the more you appreciate the Breakfast Club about what was going on when you were younger. Does that make any sense? Oh, without a doubt. Like, it's... and the older you get, the, the, you realize maybe I was a dick, or that guy was a dick to me, or that girl wasn't as cool as she she thought she was, and maybe I was as cool as I thought I was. Well, I was I was as cool as I thought I was, but um... <laughs> depends who you ask. It depends who you ask. But uh, Ferris Bueller. Man, that guy had a good time. You know, I'd like to know what he's doing now. If there was a Ferris Bueller uh, <laughs> 40 years later, the he's probably selling insurance in, in, in whatever town in Chicago, whatever suburb he's from. He's probably ran for mayor a couple of times or he's a town councilor or whatever. Uh, so I, I, I can relate to him a little bit because he's cool and fun and everything else. But I'm going to say the better movie of the two 40 years later or 35 years later i'm going to go with the breakfast club i will agree with I'll, i will agree with that um ferris bueller's day off was a oh, i love ferris bueller's day off. Uh, everybody loves to think that they can have a day like ferris had that day you know and if you put that down like there's there's no like a school day lasts from nine to three thirty. There is zero chance anyone could have accomplished that much. Just getting tickets into Wrigley. Well yeah. Going to baseball games. Adam like Hurry. I wonder how many and games, for dinner. I wonder how many innings he watched. <laughs> two. Maybe two. To get all that other Singing shit done that stands he and everything else. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh in a parade. Hurry. Yeah, uh, he, like he God. packed that six hours like no one's business. Never mind all the 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 uh, getting Cameron to take his dad's Porsche or Ferrari and stuff like that. I like, would bet dollars to donuts that Ferris Bueller was born in Fort McLeod. The amount of fun he had that day. <laughs> well, he slowed down time. That's the one thing I would like to know. If that's, I could pack that Fort much, McLeod, man, they, if they I can pack down that time much, in that town somehow, some way. If I can pack that much fun into six and a half hours, I would like to be on Ferris Bueller. Oh, but you, you're right. The Breakfast Club, the, the messaging, the movie itself was awesome. And the messaging itself is awesome, too. Whereas, whereas uh, Ferris kind of really sold. He fucked Cameron. Like, oh, they should, they, yeah, just give us 10 minutes with uh, 
Cameron's dad coming home. <laughs> <laughs> they should do a Ferris too. They should. Mm-hmm. What's Ferris doing now and what Ferris kids like? Where would Ferris you even start like, oh, with? Where, yeah, where would you even start with us? Ferris. But Junior. dad, I saw what you did. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Point there. How do you know? You made a fucking movie of it, Dad. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> we should get the fourteen twenty productions on there somehow. We'll fucking find a way to get that onto on, onto a movie somehow. Make make I'll a couple re- of bucks for ourselves. I'll write a letter. Write a letter. I got one for you. I don't know the answer for you. It's not. It's not a blockbuster one. Before we uh, end tonight's show, I know you went to this one show and you were highly disappointed. And I heard this this song today that I've heard way too many times in my life. Um, who is better, the Black Crows or the Counting Crows? Black Crows, without a doubt. They are better. They have a better catalog. Um, the Counting Crows made a shit ton off of... Uh, a couple, two songs. Yeah, a couple, two, three songs. I don't think they're as good as musicians as the Black Crows. The Black Crows can will. Um it's oh. just really unfortunate that I, I you had a bad experience. Yeah, they, they they didn't bring that they didn't bring what I wanted to hear that night. And that's disappointing. But that all that aside, like if I'm on a deserted island, it's black crows over counting crows all day, every day. Man, I remember the first Shaking time the I heard the black crows shake your money maker. I was in <clears throat> I was in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, and I heard that album on a warm-up they were playing it. I was like this is fucking cool, man. This is really good. Nine, oh. nine, I think it was 1990, 91 kind of deal. Yeah. Man, I thought this was, that was something else. Yeah, the Black Crows can wail, whereas uh, the 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 Canning Crows kind of whine a little bit. They started the coffee shop era of music. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Which Does is that make to sense? say it's bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's yeah, get, with, like, without the county crows, you wouldn't have had Central Perk. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just saying. Who knows? The, who knows, the, Dave? Who knows? Black crows are rock and roll. Counting crows are pop. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a thing. Anyways, Dave, fun show tonight. Once again, we're going to the Briar tomorrow. I hope we see you there. I'm. Uh, we'll be there at the brunch beers tomorrow for me and Deanne. And uh, who knows? We'll see you there tomorrow night. I hope. Oh, we're gonna go there and then, and then like get your get figure out how you're getting home because we're going to the Briar Patch tomorrow. Uh, the plan is tomorrow is for me to take my vehicle over to the Sportsplex, aka the NMAX Center, and it will sleep there until probably Sunday morning. At a boy. Yeah, it'll sleep there, and then we'll figure out the rest of the ways. There's, there's Ubers, and there's cabs, and there's things and stuff. So that that's kind of the plan is, uh, of tomorrow. Uh, I'm planning on having a good time tomorrow. The the Briar don't come around uh, Southern Alberta, especially this neck of the woods. So it should be fun. Drink some beers, have some good time, see some people you haven't seen before, make some new friends, and have a good time. Yeah, maybe and, we can re- record a, a remote spot. We'll get it on. Maybe we can find a way, somehow, some way, with the technology that we have, we can do a, a quick 20-minute remote uh, live thing about 1420 podcast at the Briar. I know I, I think I know I think I know how to do it. We'll just make it make it happen. We'll do a couple interviews with some people. It might, it might be a, a lot of fun. 
Dave, anyways, fun show tonight. Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, and look forward to seeing it tomorrow at the, uh, at the Briar Patch. And uh, we'll go from there. Face-to-face, beers in hand. That's the go. way I like my friends. There we go. 1420 <laughs> Sports Podcast. Four beers sports talk and a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourself. We need your round. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? Don't swing at high pitches, Valentine. Hook there your uncle go. up. Let's figure this out. We'll do it from the briar tomorrow, Jimmy. There we go. Have a good night. We'll talk to you again on, well, maybe tomorrow. Good night, folks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 